Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back to the boys in green and what's going to happen in the draft. The questions that were just asked by a couple of calls uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. Our buddy Nick Fierro, the Allentown Morning Call, our official uh, Eagles Ricardo After Dark beat reporter, uh, joins us. It's been a few weeks, Nick. Uh, give us an update with your situation. You okay? Family, friends, everybody doing well? Yeah, all isolated and working from home, and uh, I haven't seen the light of day in the, uh, the morning call office uh, basically since this began. But uh, that's okay. We get a lot of conference from home. And, of course, the Eagles set up conference calls with us. Uh, they've been doing that off and on over the last few weeks uh, with uh, Howie Roseman and a few other and a few players. And I think we're hopefully going to get uh, Howie again uh, leading up to the draft and, and hopefully uh, Doug Peterson too. And uh, we'll see how this is going to go. I think there's going to be a crazy – draft i'm sure you've been talking about it already i heard you talking uh with ed earlier about it and uh, it really is going to be a crazy thing and uh they got to be prepared extra prepared in case there are some glitches well there's uh, there's some new questions that have come up uh since that we're going to hit you with uh it, it's interesting that uh, right it must have been what maybe how far was it may nick maybe a week before the you know the complete shutdown that you were here with me uh, matter of fact, you were here in my home with me, uh, and, and you were playing. You were basically touring the state of Florida in all the golf courses, you know. And <laughs> yeah, mostly Orlando. I did uh, scoot over to uh, to Clearwater, uh, the uh, mm-hmm. Clearwater one day. But uh, yeah, I had a chance to uh, go down there for five days, four or five days, and uh, and play. And then uh, it wasn't. It was maybe a couple weeks after when they started with with everything. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, I was lucky I got it in when I did because the way it's going in Pennsylvania, as you know, <laughs> the governor has the uh, the state on lockdown, including the golf courses. A lot of other states uh, have the golf courses that are allowing them to be open, but um, you know, with certain rules, obviously, mm-hmm. but not in Pennsylvania. And uh, and you know, some of the states don't uh, like Delaware. Uh, you know, they actually passed a law saying Pennsylvanians aren't aren't allowed to cross the border to go play golf there. So, I mean, technically, if they want to enforce that. They can do that. So, so you're not out. allowed by law to by cross law. into Delaware and play golf? No, right. 
Now, you know, it's kind of a loosely enforced thing, but they mm-hmm. technically can do it. Actually, too, the cops set up at the uh, liquor stores. Total Wine is open in Delaware. That's the thing, too. <laughs> I, I, they they want to close these non-essential businesses in Pennsylvania. I just kicked past the Dairy Queen today. Well, they're open. Uh, I don't know that that's a, a, an essential business. But well, anyway. it's, a, it's a burger place. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they, uh, you, and you can't go, you technically can't uh, bring uh, liquor across the state line either. So uh, you, you could be busted for that, just going yeah. into a total wine and buying something legally and well, coming this, back this... and trying to cross the state line. But, uh, you know, uh, again, I don't Plenty know. Plenty of liquor down here, Nick, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, you get that in, in the grocery <laughs> store PA, so that's not a big deal. But yeah, it's, uh, it's getting tougher. It's getting tough. If you're a Pennsylvanian and you want to play golf, you're going to have to break a couple laws. All right, let's get to the birds. Uh, a caller uh, just a few minutes ago uh, said, asked me how far up they would have to get to get one of the, the – let's say, Nick, that there are five premium receivers uh, that mm-hmm. are going to go early in the draft. The two, the two Alabama receivers, uh, C.D. Lamb, H- uh, Higgins uh, and, uh, from Clemson, and uh, Jefferson, all right? But let, mm-hmm. if you had to rank them, um, you know, from one to five, I would assume that the the two best are the two Alabama receivers and then uh, C.D. Lamb, correct? Yeah, that's how I would do it. I mean, but again, you know, I'm not the expert of the draft. I have one day off during the season, and you know what I'm doing uh, then. That's on a Saturday. <laughs> so uh, I'm not watching a lot of college football. But, yeah, mm-hmm. based on what I've been seeing and looking at uh, ever since then and studying – uh, these college players, yeah, Judy, Ruggs, Lamb, and maybe Ruggs has the highest upside because of the speed, this flat-out speed. And he scored every fourth time that he touched the ball uh, at Alabama, uh, his senior year anyway. Um, every fourth time he caught the ball, he got it to the end zone. That's a pretty good percentage. The caller previous to the top of the hour asked, and I said I'd pass this question on to you, would Howie and can Howie, move up enough to even get near any of those three, or is he going to have to protect 21 even to get one of the other two in T. Higgins or Jefferson? No, I think that, well, I think, A, he can move up, uh, and he has the ammo to move up, although I don't think he wants to pay the price to do that. They've already given up two draft picks to uh, uh, to get, uh, you know, to make, make a trade to get Darius Slay earlier in free agency. And so now they went from 10 draft picks to eight draft picks. They're going to have to give up at least one more if they want to move up. I'm not so sure they want to do that. So I think that they could end up moving down. I think that's a more likely case because I think that these receivers, uh, a lot of them are kind of even. You know, when, you, when you're looking at Judy and Ruggs maybe and maybe even um, C.D. Lamb, okay, uh, maybe they're not feasible for 21, but the other guys – uh, when you consider what teams are going to need and, and how the, the draft is going to go, and it's, it really kind of depends on how the thing unfolds, but there's going to be a run on offensive linemen. I think most people expect there to be a run on offensive linemen and, of course, a run on quarterbacks. And so that could push these receivers down uh, to not only 21, but to 23, 25, 26. So if the Eagles really wanted to uh, get one of those draft picks back, they might be able to, uh, to deal themselves down in the uh, draft. It's a risky maneuver because they've done that before, and it it backfired with uh, it backfired spectacularly in uh, in 2014. Um, you know, so Marcus Smith. Yeah. But uh, 
they got stuck there. They kind of wanted to trade it out of that, and they kind of got stuck there. And next thing you know, they're on the clock. And okay, that ended up with with Howie having to move across the hall and into a different office for a year. But um, he's back now, and so hopefully he doesn't make the same mistakes of the past. And he's got the, a better handle on how this draft is going to go. But I think it's it's all nothing's going to happen until the day of the draft, until we see how the first 10, 12, 14 picks unfold. And, that, and that's when the action is going to start happening because that's when you get a, you don't have a better idea of, you know, these receivers that they might be targeting or they might not be because the Eagles are also like a lot of other teams, master of misdirection. Uh, we're getting a lot of stuff about how they, they like uh, certain receivers, especially Justin Jefferson from LSU. But uh, that's, that's exactly what, uh, you know, some teams want you to think and they, and they go the other way. And so uh, I, I don't know, but they do. They, obviously they do need receivers. More than one, I think, to make this a competitive team, uh, you know, at least going into camp, uh, because you can't count on Deshaun Jackson um, coming off the injury. You can't count on Alshon Jeffrey coming off the injury or with anything else for that matter. And um, even if uh, even if everybody else kind of performs as they should, it's just not. You know, I I don't know. I, I they need they need some style. It would be good if they could get that if they could get rugs and, and or some kind of major speed there. But even a guy like Jefferson, who runs pretty well and has played all three spots, that would be a pretty good alternative too. And I, I think that that's, that's got to be the way they got to go. Unless they think that they, they can just draft somebody in the first round, like, a, like an edge rusher, maybe the kid Gross Matos from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, in, in the second round, they feel like one of those guys, they're going to get somebody almost as good or comparable um, but they're definitely not going to come out of the second round without a wide receiver, and at least one of those picks. What is the other – is linebacker the other position of need that could sneak into the early round situation with the Eagles, or is it basically receiver or edge rusher? Yeah, I think a linebacker is a position of need, but for them to draft the linebacker in the first round, I would – really be surprised at that they, they just don't do that they don't value the position enough right I mean Marcus Smith technically was a linebacker but he was an edge rusher in a 3-4 but really and you'd have to go back to Jerry Robinson in the 70s to, to find the first round draft pick uh as a linebacker and they were playing a 3-4 then too so I don't know I, I there are some good linebackers out there and maybe if somebody really just jumps out um you know uh, I guess who's who was it, Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma um you know, maybe maybe he's a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know how he project, how it even projects in the four four three, but um, I, I really b- would be surprised. I I'd actually be surprised if how he drafts anybody but a lineman. When you look at his record since he's become the GM, I think there's only been two times where he didn't draft a lineman. One of them was, of course, was Carson Wentz, and the other Marcus Smith. And you're always going for either a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman, and. Um, I don't think they're going that direction this year, but uh, he's he's been he's been really gung ho. Uh, you know, starting right in in 2010 with Brandon Graham and continuing all the way up to last year with uh, Andre Dillard. Does it bother you? Does it worry you that the and another caller had this made this statement you know, earlier tonight that the Eagles' history of drafting wide receivers, even when there have been good ones available, has not been very good. No, exactly. I mean, uh, J- J- well, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, I'll, I'll say this, too. And, and is the jury, kind of stuck... the, the jury still out there? 
Yeah, I think he's going to be okay. I don't think he's going to be what maybe they thought he was going to be, but I think he's going to be a, a, a decent receiver for them. Um, how he kind of snuck it in the last time he talked to us, that well, he was hurt too. <laughs> I don't know how hurt he was during the season, but he said when they drafted him, he had some kind of lower body injury going, and that's kind of what they're – you know, they're kind of throwing out there here now. So maybe uh, with a year in the system and uh, – uh, New, you know, receiver, new healthy, receivers coach too? New receivers coach and fully healthy. Uh, you know the guy's got some, some smarts. So, you know, I, I, that's the part I couldn't get last year. They, they didn't want to really overload him with stuff last year. If you remember, this mm-hmm. is a Stanford kid, right? He, he was yeah. – uh, I, I, and, and I was like, well, the, the picture they were painting was like, well, you know – we don't we don't want to put too much on his plate. Uh, you know, he's got to learn the one position before he moves, tries to go into the slot or whatever he wants. Uh, I don't know about that. You know, I, I think there was something else going on there. We'll find out this year. Uh, but he doesn't have that downfield, you know, breakaway speed. We know that for sure. They even said that when they drafted. Everybody knew that when they drafted him, and um, they passed over guys who did have that uh, to draft him. So I think they feel like they're going to get a, a little bit better return on their investment in fact a much bigger return on their investment this year but even with that um you know how much longer does deshaun jackson have he's totally healthy he's been you know you've been following him i'm sure on social media Mm -hmm. he's uh he's really he's he's chomping he's chomping at the bit but i don't i don't you know do i have what my level of trust is that he stays healthy for a whole season you know that's uh you know I, i i'm not betting the ranch on that yeah, I know. They can't count on that. And, of course, they can't count on anything with, uh, with the Alshon Jeffrey situation until he gets healthy anyway. So that's another thing where they can't really even move him either until um, he can pass a physical. And uh, so that's down the road. So they have to get some young. They, they were talking about getting younger. They, they need to get younger at wide receiver for sure. And that's their next goal here in this draft. I think they're going to come out of the draft. I just did a mock draft uh, yesterday and posted it online. Um, I have them coming out of uh, the draft, uh, the full seven-round mock draft uh, with two wide receivers, one of them being in the later rounds. But um, but I also have them uh, – well, I, maybe I'll – yeah, you're going to probably speed up to this, but I have them drafting Justin Jefferson with the 21st pick. Well, that, yeah, that's, what, that's where I was, I was going. Is there room for a guy like Jalen Hurts, you know, in the league? And is – is, you know, would he be of any interest to the Eagles? Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I, in one of in the mock draft that I put together um, uh, before the uh, scouting combine, um, I had the Eagles picking him. You know, in really, in uh, yeah. Uh, they they're going to need, uh, yeah, they're going to need a quarterback. And I think that they could end up drafting a quarterback. This last one I put together, um, I didn't have them picking Hertz, but they could very well do that. And you know, if he falls to him in like the third round. Fourth round, yeah, mm-hmm. good value. Well, they, they don't have a third round pick now, so I don't know how that would shake out. They'd but, have to move uh, up a little bit. If he was still there, could they use a couple of the late round picks to move up to third to, to, to get a guy like that? Yeah, that kind well, of versatility and speed. They have, yeah, they have actually. What am I looking at here? They they have um um they they also have a, another pick from. They do have a, th- a third-round pick, but they, they gave up uh, one of them uh, in right. the trade. So, you know, they, they pick at 103. So, yeah, they have the compensation they pick, pick, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so they have a bunch of comps in the fourth round. 
could they move up? And I, it just depends on where Hurts would fall to them. I, I, I don't know that I'd want to be moving up to draft them, but yeah, I, I thought that he would be an intriguing pick, and I would not be surprised if they ended up with Hurts somehow. If he falls in their lap, it'd be a great pick. I have to ask you what I've been asking the audience tonight and get your take on this. Uh, your opinion. When the supposed all-clear or whatever it is, the signal is that fans are allowed back in stadiums and arenas. First of all, do you think, and, and the, the polls that have been taken lately are very heavily, heavily favored uh, it, to, toward the side of fans not running back to stadiums, 72%, although the sample size was only 800 people in the Seton Hall poll. Do you think fans will come immediately come running back to the stadiums? And if they do, how's it going to change the, the tenor of home field advantage if you have people that are worried about high-fiving and hugging that fan? If people really insulate themselves inside the stadium and the energy isn't the same, how will that affect teams going forward? Well, it would definitely be a, a huge blow to the home team uh, for sure. But, I mean, how can you insulate yourself in a stadium? If you've got a 70,000-seat stadium like the Link and you fill it with 70,000 people, they're going to make the same kind of noise. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you can do it. I mean, the fans are either going to be there or they're not going to be there. And if they're not there, you're not going to get the noise. And if they are there, they're going to make just as much. And I think that as long as they, as long as they do open it up and, and, and allow fans into the stadium, they're not going to have any problems filling it. Whether it's the season ticket holders or not, I don't know. Because they're, you know what the waiting list is like just right. to get on the season ticket list with, with the Eagles. There's always somebody that's going to want to buy those tickets secondhand, uh, especially in a bargain price maybe if that's what's going to happen. The prices will go down on these tickets instead of up. And so people are going to – there's always going to be people, uh, Eagles fans, they are going to want to – don't, they won't care about uh, <laughs> exposing themselves to any kind of virus – they're going to want to get there, and they're going to want to cheer the team if that's what, what uh, is allowed. I just think that uh, I think it's going to be a while before anything starts up, and uh, I think it's a pipe dream to think that, that the NFL is even going to start on time. We shall see, my friend. But in the meantime, happy Easter to you and yours, and uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again before the draft. What about my rock and roll? Oh yeah, give me yeah, absolutely, give me your album. Uh, I was uh, I was listening to you earlier. I had to come yeah, up with yes. Somebody. Oh I, yeah, well, I know you're I'm you're a lover out. of good rock and roll. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to start out with Almond Brothers. Eat a peach. They're my favorite group. Eat a uh, peach. Wow, yeah. you're going back. Yes. Well, I'm an old guy, you know. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to be 60 in June if I make it that long. So uh, Santana, uh, uh, um, Moonflower. And Emerson Lake and Palmer brain salad surgery. There you go. Wow. Now we now you you can tell what a guy did years ago by his choice of full albums. So Fierro probably had long hair and was in some other, you know, state of mind. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Many moons yeah. ago. Yeah, is it, it is that safe to say? Yeah. Well, I don't think it was really that long. It was like uh, uh, but, yeah, it was longer than it is now, for sure. Although, uh, I'm actually not, because I haven't had a haircut in, like, 10 years now. Yeah, well, it, uh, yeah, neither have I. And I'm, it, I'm about <laughs> to take – I've got one of those home trimmers. I'm about to just take it and take it all off for the heck of it and just let it grow back in. Nick, we'll talk before the draft, my friend. Stay safe. Okay. All right, Nick Fierro of the uh, Allentown Morning Call. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news – 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.